0: Hello team, it's Fab here, founder and head teacher at all marketing school and your marketing BFF. I want to remind you that there is a special invitation for you to join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Get certified as a positive impact strategy and make people fall in love with you and your work. Reclaim your time, understand the marketing foundations with a positive impact spin. If you are a marketing freelancer who wants to raise the quality of services and do more with less, or maybe you are an early-stage marketeer ready to invest to gain real experience in building a strategy with purpose, or you're a marketing leader who wants to be recognized as a go-to expert and tackle new growth challenges. Whether you are beginners or whether you have some confidence into your strategy, we want to support you. We want to help you achieve your strategic goals, toss confetti in the air, and blast your favorite hype song as you get through eight incredible weeks with me and the rest of our faculty. Think about our certification as marketing training at university standards, not prices. So if you're ready to join us and you want to check out our incredible curriculum, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash certification. I repeat, amschool dot click slash certification to find out more and learn what you are going to go through in our eight weeks. From marketing foundations all the way to leadership and storytelling skills, we're also going to cover strategic marketing blocks and advanced marketing tools. Plus, you get workshops, hot seats, group work, and even timely panels with incredible experts in the field. So what are you waiting for? No, I mean it. Our next cohort is starting real soon, so make sure that you head to amschool.click slash certification to come and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not to brains. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are proudly bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab and I'm your host. May the class begin. We're ready. We're ready. We're bouncing. I mean, I'm literally physically bouncing. It's just like, oh, oh, well, this is the last, this is the last episode. Before, I'm off. Hey, I tricked you, kids. (laughs) We're like, no, 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 we're going to be back. And on top of that, you're going to get bonus episodes as I'm off. Not only just for me, but we're going to also have an episode with me and Becca chatting about all the fun things, predictions for the end of the year. So don't you worry. This is our normal roundup. Uh, We were actually discussing before we rounded up that it's quite a, a slim one. I found and I found it really interesting yeah. as well. I was like, OK, this is a bit of a slim picking. Like usually you will get, you know, some kind of like quite heavy pieces of news, but I personally found that there's like little cool things. Don't get me wrong, but little cool things happening here and there. Mm. I don't know if you noticed the same when you were kind of going through what some of the things that I've seen as well. I did. And I thought to myself,
1: I was like, they are finally listening to us because there we are going, there's so many updates, like especially, you know, Twitter oh, they've done this, they've done this, and they've finally listened to Fab. They've been like, you know what? Fab and Becca are going to be mixing it up for the next few weeks, so we'll slow down. It's like, thanks, guys.
0: You listened. <laughs> going to chill. And you can see literally the developers at Twitter, probably, and LinkedIn and Instagram, just kind of like crying slowly and be like, yes, we can have a day <laughs> off. Now, j- joking aside, though, I was expecting this to happen, and it's almost like, I'm also wondering, and that's I'm already like looking looking at, at the next things, but I'm wondering whether it is because there might be some kind of like more extensive elements or something else that they're planning to actually like change and, and unravel. And it just doesn't make sense to do it right now. That's kind of how I see it. Um, but I, I'm welcoming this this slight slowdown. Definitely. I think they have to because there
1: have been so many updates this year and We've seen, you know, a whole new type of content, like audio first social come through and how that's had an impact on every platform. And I think, you know, from a user perspective, it's quite a lot. And so I feel like the, the the platforms themselves almost it's, it's kind of worth it for them to slow down. Otherwise users are just going to be like, oh, this is a lot to keep up with, even from just like a non-marketing perspective, just, just using the app, however you know you prefer to use it. So I think I, well, I agree with you. I think they need to slow down to let everything settle. And then it's also a bonus for us marketers because we can actually make a plan for once and be like, maybe this will last longer than like a week without changing anything.
0: <laughs> and you know, what? I, I agree. And I was thinking literally about what you, what you just said. And I was like, well. We we haven't even been able to try or test fully a lot aside from reels, which obviously took off, went well, and so now these have all been. But we haven't been able to try long term a lot of the things that have happened, even the smaller like elements of change, because you just don't know. Because uh, there's so many little shiny objects that have been like thrown in our face. And it's really hard. And also, again, this is me going back to, for example, I've seen um, a couple of elements of testing again, more on the moderation on Twitter. There's a couple more bits of testing, like unmentioning yourself or taking yourself out of a conversation. Mm -hmm. And it kind of shows that the platforms are trying to figure out the things that work and that don't and trying to implement some things. And it's okay, But also then. You know, in order for the users to start using them, they need to be educated or shown that this new thing happens. So, unless you're literally us, and half of our job is to be on top of this stuff, people wouldn't know because they don't have enough time or capacity to actually be like, oh, now I can do this. Mm-hmm. And I think it also becomes harder for these features then to become established. I'm not saying that's what happened with Twitter Spaces, but sadly, it's not as bad as, I guess, Clubhouse that tanked. But I find also with Twitter Spaces, there's probably been a bit of that. It's like, there's a bit of excitement, but also with so many other things going on and with the timing, I think it's gonna take a bit of time for it to find its feet.
1: I think it is. And it's a lot. I've noticed, you know, we mentioned Clubhouse and how that was thriving at the beginning of this year. And then Twitter came along and was like, nope, it's ours now, this whole concept even then, since I think it's been a couple of weeks now since they removed fleets, which is obviously occupying a lot of screen space at the top of the feed, especially on mobile. And I've admittedly, I used to kind of just gloss over that and think most of them are fleets, maybe there's a Twitter space happening. I'm not, I'm not really going to pay too much attention, but since they've removed fleets, it's become obvious how few. Twitter spaces are happening as well, actually. And now when I see one, it almost looks a bit odd because I'm like, oh, oh, something's appeared in that gap in that part of the screen. And then I, you know, I've been a bit nosy. And the couple that I have seen, like, and it's only been a couple, have got very, very few people in. And I'm thinking, okay, is it actually partly Clubhouse was kind of taken over by the, the hype around Twitter spaces, but also maybe the concept of Audio first social, although like, I I can see lots and lots of positives for it. Is it now a case of where people are returning back to maybe routines that involve going to work and stuff and they're not home and they've got like basically they've got their human interaction like checked off? Maybe audio spaces, Twitter spaces, aren't actually gonna be as big as we've maybe thought, you know? And so I'll be interested to in see if Twitter keep doing those little tweaks keep pushing it because the I was like oh wow they are putting so much energy into this but I'm not actually seeing it and I've got no drive to want to listen to one either which is really bad but that's my thoughts but
0: well, you know what I actually chatted to a few people a few podcasters and a few podcast experts when Clubhouse was coming up just to see do they think you would actually completely substitute it and completely take it over and podcasts were going to be dying and then obviously asked as a provocative question as well to see what they would say. But in my opinion, it wouldn't because I think it's still a different format. But also it's the on-demand element of the podcast. Like you, dear listeners, listening right now, you're listening from your commute. You're listening from when you're washing the dishes. I mean, washing the dishes and marketing, I cannot see anything better than that, quite honestly. But whichever way you're doing it, you know you have that flexibility to choose when to listen, how to listen, and you can save it for later whenever you want to listen to that specific element of content and choose a bit more carefully and I think that's why podcasts do work so well and actually I've seen what I've seen is really interesting Uh, clubhouse going up podcasts stalling a bit there weren't as many new podcasts then clubhouse and all the friends like disappearing in the sunset and podcasts have been coming up again I've seen a lot more people, like I talked to a couple of founders as well for for the pop, for this podcast and they were talking about releasing their own podcasts and so I find it really interesting because, and there's going to be actually a talk to an expert um, in a few weeks as well for all marketing school that talks a bit about kind of like these things and I'm wondering whether that's actually what's going to happen, like audio content has its place, maybe actually things like Clubhouse and Twitter spaces made it even more accessible or you know, even opened up a wider audience that maybe he's not going to stick with Clubhouse, but he's one to be more likely now to listen to podcasts than before.
1: Definitely. I think now you mentioned that as well, I can understand why during the last year, podcasts, especially, you know, the scenario that you might find yourself in when you wanted to listen to a podcast, whether that was when you're on a commute or, you know, filling time in between your normal routine that would involve going out and about was gone. You know, everyone lost that. And so it became a bit, I know from my perspective, I suddenly was like, huh, I, you know, I'm subscribed to lots of podcasts that I usually enjoy listening to, but it feels partly wrong to listen to them just like at home and also like I'm not in the mood. Like if I'm at home, I'd rather do something else, probably like watch something. Cause it's easier to watch something when you're at home. So yeah, maybe I think you're onto something with audio having its place, but is it going to go kind of with that back to podcasts, which people can listen to as, and when, and yeah, if you're out and about it's, I, I think it's easy, isn't it? It's just easy. And you're just like, oh yeah, I'll just pick up where I left off. You haven't got to miss anything. You've not got to worry about your signal. Like, and all of that is just like play, happiness, content vibes, you know, get me through this train journey or whatever, which, uh, I don't know, when it's live, Twitch spaces, it's like there's it's like there's a more admin that comes with it, to be honest, as a listener. And you're like, mm, I'm not sure I'm down to do that.
0: And as you say, also, now that we have the social interactions and the real live interactions is almost like, you know, we're going back to having, we, you know, we need to be honest about the, the energy expenditure that takes to actually do things. Like, you know, I was out one day on the weekend and I was like, well, I need to rest now for the whole Sunday because Saturday was lit. And, you know, I used to I used to be going around all day, every day, pretty much like for, for years. Obviously, again, I was younger, showing my age, but also I was used to it. You know, you kind of get used to it. You know what you're doing. You go out, you go in, you commute, whatever it is. And I think that actually has changed a lot the way that we be aware of our energy levels and where they're going. So I can definitely see, see that as well. Now, as I said, there are not loads of pieces of news, but got a lot of little bits. So I'm going to throw one at you just to kind of talk about some of the bitties. One that makes me laugh, and I'm so sorry, Snapchat. I, you know, I appreciate you. I, I don't care about you personally, but I appreciate you. But in Snapchat launch is Snap Trends. And one of the things that I want to say, and I'm sorry to say this, but I want to bring it up because I think it's really interesting from our, just to, I'll just write it for some of the trends and so, but I'm also feeling like, I don't know if some of the things that they mentioned and some of the elements, the things that they have learned would apply to a brand so strongly, they'll be like, you know what? I probably haven't given enough dams about Snapchat because most brands these days, you know, that tend to be the same ones that are on it. I don't know if it will be what will make a difference to get somebody that is not in the Snapchat bubble to jump in still. I don't know if you looked through it or if you had any time to look, but again, I think it's a bit biased. So probably I should take out my little biased hat, but that's how I see it.
1: We love our hats. We love our hats. No, I think you're right, though. Snapchat, I feel, has a bit of a reputation, rightly or wrongly. And the brands that feel like they have a place there are probably already on there and they've got their strategy down and brands that have decided, no, that's not the platform for me or, you know, I think plenty of people understand that there is still a huge audience there, especially, you know, with Generation Z, it can, it can be a great thing to use to access that audience, but I feel like Snapchat is just a little bit kind of like in the background. It's not where most of the attention is. And I know some marketers and like I watch their, what creatives have made for ad campaigns and stuff. I'm like, that's really good. Like there's quality content out there, but it can all be kind of replicated on Instagram or TikTok. And I feel like they are much more friendly kind of, if that's the right word, to brands. Brands are feel more comfortable on the, in those places. And I think as well, the nature of Snapchat in a way, actually thinking about it, it's quite good because it's, it's type of content is like, this is obviously Snapchat. Whereas when you've got Instagram, you know, which we like to pick on, I feel like you've got images, you've got videos, you've got stories, you've got IGTV, you've got reels. Like there's a lot, which questions out, like, is that a positive or a negative thing? But I feel like in this scenario, that's actually quite beneficial because brands have got options and it's like in a way that makes it more safe it's like well we can try that content and it you know if it doesn't work or if we want to change it there are more options available to us for Snapchat it, it could feel quite limiting which is fair enough but yeah it's a shame because I see I see these little updates coming in I mean some of them aren't as little are they they're quite big actually for Snapchat and I'm like oh like <laughs> You, you you're still like plodding along but nobody nobody's paying as much attention anymore
0: yeah sadly there's that also by the way talking about things plodding along and like the, the rebirth of things what is yik yak <laughs> tell me more right yik yak okay
1: now admittedly i don't think i couldn't remember when i saw that it was back i was like did i have this was it just like floating around on my phone because i have way too many apps so it wouldn't be surprising if i had it i don't think i actively used it but it was a place where if my memory serves me correctly you could basically ask questions anonymously to each other and like it had some kind of like upvote system It was. Person controversial, controversial hard time. I don't think it had the like popularity that, say, Vine did. And I don't, I've, I've not seen. Know, this is a small like sample audience. Okay, me. I've not seen people going, "Oh, I really wish Yik Yak could come back." Like, do you remember the good old days of Yik Yak? Whereas, lots of people feel about that, uh, feel like that about Vine, and TikTok is kind of like filled in that space now. But yeah, Yak is back in the US. So we'll see what happens there. I, I'm i not going to lie. When I saw it, I was A, a bit baffled because I was like, nobody asked for this to come back. Like, so they didn't. But then the anonymous element of it just made me go like, oh, because when this was around the first time, which was 2003, 13, 14, I think there was I feel like the internet was a very, very different place then. And we like the collective we everyone who uses the internet didn't understand some of the implications of like what could be said online and the kind of negative side of it. Whereas now I feel like everyone's a lot more clued up. And, you know, Recently, we've spoken about some of the things that platforms are bringing in to protect users from trolls or from abusive behavior, all that kind of thing. And so, when I saw this, I was like, huh, "This doesn't, to me, fit in the right. You know, it's it's not it's not in the right place. <laughs> it's opening it up for all of these potentially bad things to happen. I don't know. I've not I've not looked into their like, you know, safety policies and everything properly. So I hope that they've like covered that, but Yeah, I
0: was like, wow, okay, this stack. What does that mean? (laughs) You know what? First of all, never heard of it. But, and it's bizarre because even like my, my, like you, myself, probably would have had an app like this. But I think just the way you described it to me already is not something I will be drawn to myself. It feels like Quora, but without already almost, without like really knowing who the hell is talking and why. And I literally, you know, when you were talking about all the new policies, and and I was thinking, and you said, you know, it was 20, 2013 and now it's twenty now it's twenty twenty one, and things have changed. I was thinking exactly the same. I was like, in twenty twenty one, if it stays the way that it was, it's gonna be a disaster because it's impossible then to stop the array of abuse that could happen. It doesn't mean that it's gonna happen, but we need to be really mindful that because the internet is open to so many new people and there's gonna be so many wider conversations, there's a reason if platforms are finding a new way to safeguard the users. So I agree. So, I mean, I love the name, by the way, Ikiak makes me makes me lol, but I will be honest, I am not sensing that this is gonna become <laughs> necessarily one of the apps that I'm gonna look into myself. Sorry, kids, very no. sorry. It has a great name
1: and its its logo is very cute. As well, like I will give it that, and the whole brand, like I do, I really like the aesthetic, but the actual principle and like the kind of intent behind why you would want to use it, I was like, mm, no, no.
0: I agree that the yak is actually kind of cute, so if, if you yeah. want to go and look at the yak, but no, I, I agree, I agree, and I think that's one of those things. Again, it's just it's just you know almost at the right place at the right time, and I was see you know you try and research it from the ashes and see what happens, but as you said, I don't see that going like a long way. One quick thing that I want to mention before maybe I see if there's anything else that got you excited. But one thing that I want to mention because I was quite chuffed myself about it is a partnership between TikTok and Canva and TikTok and Vimeo. But with Vimeo, I'm not so sure yet. I was looking into it. I'm not sure exactly how is that going to benefit, benefish, benefish, benefish anyone. (laughs) Benefish is a new word, kids. Yay, you knew words with Fab. Canva, I can see. And Canva, I appreciate, especially when it comes to like more native ads and trying to still keep it quite fresh but relevant with TikTok. Vimeo, I'm not so sure because literally of the formats of landscape and vertical and how would you kind of make it work. I've looked into it, but it still doesn't excite me as much. But what are your thoughts? Because I think it's really exciting to see, actually, not just the usual type of partnerships, but actually some of these platforms. Really looking at marketers, I feel, especially with the Canva one, They're really speaking to small businesses and marketers, aren't they?
1: Definitely. I was, I was quite excited. And then I read the full sentence and saw that Vimeo was in there and felt a bit like you and I was like, Oh really? Like what this, this seems confusing, but on the Canva um, side of things, I think it's a good thing. I'm slightly, there's a bit of hesitation. So I use Canva like all day, every day, like most marketers, and it's just like the lifesaver, but I think there's a, (laughs) there's a way to use it properly so you know i always think take inspiration from the templates they have because you know they're decent and they are good to definitely get ideas for like placement and ways to put things and color schemes like absolutely love it but i feel like maybe not so much right now but definitely the last couple of years as canva has become more popular you can usually spot like a canva template from a mile off and it kind of takes away it's a shame Right. But it takes away from the content because you're like, oh, I've seen that. I've seen that on Canva like, you know, or am I just spending too much time on Canva? You know, that's that's that could be it. But I think if they're making it easier and maybe this partnership will like tie quite nicely together because, you know, TikTok ads are doing really, really well and all the client stuff I'm doing with TikTok ads, I'm like, wow, this really works. But again, they're slightly conflicting because on the one hand, I'm like, oh, that's good. So if brands need to roll out new variations quickly, like this is perfect, it's, go- it's gonna make it easy, cool, done. But then I'm like, all of my like experience in paid social, particularly on TikTok, kind of leads me to feel like the ads that look like they are not ads, don't make ads, make TikToks, it's TikTok's tagline, are like, yeah, don't make, don't make things that look like an ad. And I'm thinking, hold on, they're partnering up with Canva. You're going to have this problem potentially of like being able to spot the template. And also it's going to be really obvious then when something is an ad or it's, it's not going to look like your typical TikTok content, which people are there for. So that made me go a bit, is this good? This is genuinely good. I also think I read something recently about LinkedIn partnering on Canva, but I've not heard anything more about that, but we'll just just leave that there. But in terms of Vimeo, that, although as you say, it seems wrong and like it, I, everything everything seems like a bit like, no, it's, not, what, what, words. I have looked a couple of times when I'm creating ads or uploading ads, there's a point in TikTok where you can let it kind of do its magic and come up with, um, basically different cuts for you and stuff that it thinks might work. And so you can test performance basically. So that's my hunch of where this might come in handy, whether it's to kind of, yeah, streamline the process of your, if you've got one long ad, and this is going to help chop it up into lots of different ways. I'm not sure. And I think Maybe where this will come in handy is because Vimeo's kind of got that like experience, like they've got that expertise. When the reason I've not properly delved into that side of TikTok when I'm uploading ads is because it feels a bit clunky. It feels like I don't, I don't quite trust it. because I'm like, oh, something's gonna go wrong, or it's gonna make a really bad like version. So maybe this is like their their way of being like, no, 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 we've got the tools, we've got the resources to help make ad creation, ad production, like as streamlined as possible, and so you can trust it, so marketers feel safe because that it's using tools that they use elsewhere in the process. But yeah, it's exciting. I just hope that we don't see like loads and loads of ads that all look identical.
0: You know what, what you just said there as well about obviously the sense of security and kind of ease, I think it almost speaks more to the small business owners that might not have a marketer that helps them. So they actually are like, I know how to use Canva. And so I don't need to, you know, and I know that the tool and it's probably easier. I think we're already thinking, which is great, because that's our job, a bit ahead as marketers. Because as soon as you said, you know, what if it's the same template? I know exactly what you mean. Like a big thing for me is also looking for like fresh templates every single month just to keep things fresh. Because before you could literally use the same thing again and again and people will love it. But now, because then everybody uses it, It's almost like the slippery slope of having a platform that everybody uses for the same thing. But one thing that I will add to that is that as long as you say that not everybody uses the same thing and people actually adapt it to their brand. But also I think it depends on your audience. If you're doing like an ad for marketers or for fellow business owners or for, for people that are more kind of involved in using these tools, then yeah, I would say, you know, I would even just kind of roll my eyes. So I think that's another big thing to consider. One quick more thing before we close on on Canva, actually. I didn't know about the LinkedIn connection, but that's interesting. But also they just partnered with Buffer so that you can do, I think they had something Buffer had his own way to help you schedule graphics. And now they did a Buffer and Canva integration as well. And I'm kind of just like, Canva, what's going on? Like they know that they are the best and they know that what everybody uses. So I think now they're really doubling down by making it as easy and effortless as possible. So, yeah, that came out two days ago as well.
1: Canvas taking over the world. That's what's happening.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, unicorn, baby. Unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> we are a unicorn. But I hope you enjoyed today's chat. I hope you learned something new. Again, we will be back with a special in a couple of weeks time, just so that you don't miss us too much because it's going to be a while since we're back talking about news. But obviously there's going to be a weekly episode every week in the meantime anyway. So don't you worry about that. I'm not going to leave you dry. If you have any questions, obviously you can let us know at Old Marketing School. If you want to find out more about the news of the week or the past news as well, just go to oldmarketingschool.com and you can find all the info in there. If you want to talk about Benefish with me, you can find me at Fab Giovanetti on all social. Becca, what about yourself?
1: You can find me at Becca Social.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Head to AltMarketingSchool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at AltMarketingSchool. Until next time.